Hello, hello. Um, welcome to the path of the polyglot. Today we're going to talk about if um, I had time and the ability and motivation, I definitely would learn Arabic because I think that Arabic is one of the languages which you can use to understand the, the point of view of billions of people. Um... Arabic is the language of the Quran, but modern Arabic is, is much different. It, it's kind of a situation like with Mandarin, where you have many different dialects, some of which are mutually unintelligible, that are known outside of that area as Arabic. Uh, so, for example, if you divided Arabic dialects into different languages. The biggest would be Egyptian Arabic with 89 million speakers and that would be the biggest, still, it would, it's the biggest um, number of speakers in Africa. So it's the biggest language by population in Africa. Um, so it's kind of, uh, it has a history. So Arabic has a history that um, continues from, like I said, around the 6th century until now. Um, but there are three basic types of Arabic. There is Quranic Arabic, which is found in the Quran, obviously. And then you have modern standard Arabic, which is kind of a, uh, a lingua franca of the Arabic world, um, but it's uh, different from Quranic Arabic, um, lots of new vocabulary, new vocabulary structures, and it's different from the day-to-day -day language of a place like, for example, Egypt. So all of these, um, th this kind of uh, literary Arabic uh, or modern like standard Arabic, kind of unites a wide cultural area. Um, you know, people in Iraq can speak to people in Egypt, can speak to people in Yemen, can speak to people in Morocco, all with those languages. Um, one thing that I think is kind of obvious, but not many people realize this, is, you know, uh, Arabic is the language of Islam because it's in the Quran, um, and 1.6 billion people have a knowledge of Arabic because of the Quran. But that doesn't mean that all Muslims speak Arabic in a day-to-day -day life. Um, for example, in Turkey, the language there is Turkish, and it's completely different from Arabic. Um, same thing in India. People speak Urdu, so completely different from Arabic. And in Iran, of course, people speak Iranian, so it's completely different from Arabic. Um, yeah, so what else is interesting about Arabic? Um, the script is written from right to left. And it's influenced many languages, this is from Wikipedia, many languages throughout its history. Some of the most influenced 
languages include Persian, Turkish, Urdu, Kurdish, Somali, Swahili, Bosnian, Kazakh, Bengali, Hindi, Malay, Indonesian, Turgrinya, Pashto, Punjabi, Tagalog, Sindhi, and Hausa. And also, um, it has to, it goes without saying Spanish. Um, during the Middle Ages, literary Arabic was a major vehicle of culture in Europe and science, mathematics, and philosophy. So many European languages have also borrowed from Arabic. Um, and there are also um, words of Arabic language which are found in Latin and Greek. So um, this is because the... Uh, it's kind of weird to think about that because obviously Islam began after the fall of the Roman Empire, but there were people who spoke Arabic earlier, and it was important in the Arabian Peninsula. So there was, uh, and there always has been some kind of exchange between people. Um, unfortunately, I don't have very much personally to say about Arabic, because I don't know Arabic at all, and that's a weakness on my part. Um... One thing that I would say, and I, and I hinted at this in the beginning, is that speaking languages and knowing languages allows you not only to communicate with people, but puts you in, gives you a perspective on their world. You know, and I think especially at this moment in time, we live in this whole hysteria connected to Islam. And we believe that Islam... Uh, Islamic people are terrorists and Muslims are terrorists and their rights should be denied because they're terrorists. And it's gotten to even such a point where in the United States people are seriously thinking and talking about is there going to be another uh, civil war in the United States between, you know, representatives of the left, whatever that means, and representatives of the right, whatever that means. And it all comes from this basic fear of the other, because, you know, we don't read um, Egyptian newspapers, so we don't know what they're talking about, right? And they could be talking about bad things, they could be talking about good things, but our ignorance feeds our fear, because we don't know, we assume a lot of things. And what's worse, we don't know that we don't know, so... We are comfortable in our assumptions, and we create monsters in our entire imaginations. And guess what? When you create a monster in your imagination, the, the monster that exists is not that person that you're projecting, it's you. You are the person more likely to make, commit crimes, and more likely to murder people and hurt people. Um, this is a very controversial thing to say, but if you look at terror attacks in the United States and in Europe over the past couple of years, you know, the press, Muslim attacks always get press, but Muslims are much more uh, a uh, likely to be a victim of political violence than, um, than Christians are, you know. And I, I don't really understand that generally, that, you know, the media doesn't make a bigger deal about it, but what I don't also don't understand is, so, you know, Every time there's a terrorist attack, and recently, when I'm recording this in 2017, 
um, terrorists have been using vans as kind of, uh, a lot of terrorists have been using white vans as kind of a way to, uh, a cheap way to attack people, because, you know, ISIS has a, a magazine that people subscribe to and read, and, you know, they, they go through terror attacks and what you can do, and that was one of them that they outlined. But anyway, every, every time there's something like that, it's like Muslim van of peace, a van of peace. And I guess what people are saying is that, you know, you say that Islam is a, is a religion of peace, but yet these people are claim to be Muslim and they're, and they're doing something. And it's crazy. It's like, not like every time that a Christian does something bad, people say, oh, you say that Christianity is a religion of peace and, and look at this guy, you know, and, and and even when people are attacking, you know, bigots and ad attacking people who are, who, who, who frankly are, are racist, they, they, they never attack them in those kind of terms. It's just like, you're a racist or you're a bigot. And it, it's never something like, uh, look at that Christian. Jeez, Christians are evil, you know. You can't trust Christians. And that, that says a lot to me. And I hope, maybe this is unreasonable, but I hope in the future that we'll look back on this time and it will be like another kind of historical hysteria that happened and people will say, really, people did that? People thought that? You know, right now it's hard because, you know, we live in that kind of era, but I think, uh, going back to my, my point, if you understand language, you understand another person, and it's a lot harder for you to demonize another person if you can speak to them, you know? And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, conflicts with people, and, you know, whenever somebody says something like that, um, like I've been outlining, the, the counter-argument is, oh, what well, you know, that's false relativism. Look at a place like Saudi Arabia, you know, that's horrible. The way they treat their women is horrible. And yet, I never find that those people have actually supported an organization, a women's rights organization for Saudi Arabia, and they exist, right? Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of a weird thing, too. So, a little bit of a political comment, but I think it's important to understand people. And if, for example you are inspired by this podcast to learn Arabic and you start to learn Egyptian Arabic and you read newspapers and you start to hear, uh, read things that you disagree with, at least you can write to people in Egypt and you can talk about them and you can try and change their minds. It's much better than just saying, oh yeah, all Muslims are evil because this one guy tried to kill somebody. You know, it's reductive thinking. And that's why I think being... Um, a language learner is good because this is one political moment and like I said I hope in 20 years this podcast doesn't make any sense whatsoever because we have gone past it but you know any a lot of conflicts are connected to the fact that we just don't understand the other person's point of view so learning learning languages helps us to do that um, I have a song for you a happy, happy song, which is called Alashu by Julia Boutros, or Julia Boutros. So, it's a happy ending for a very not light, um, light topic. But anyway, the culture 
Arabic culture and Ara the Arabic language is really, really interesting. And uh, do your own research. Find out stuff for yourself. Don't, um, if you see some kind of meme that, you know, or you see some kind of comment and you agree with it, think about why you agree with it, right? And I'm of the personal opinion that if people examined how they feel, you know, people people are bigoted all the time. Everyone is bigoted about something. But as long as you're aware of your own limitations, you won't assume that the way you view the world is correct all the time. Because it's not. You know, it's just one perspective. And anyway, back to something light and entertaining.
شو على شو 